Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is your captain speaking. Welcome on board. We hope you will enjoy Family Traveler's Suitcase Diaries. Please fasten your seatbelts and enjoy this journey, which will take you to destinations all around the world. It's a magical sight with the sun setting over the mountains and the deserts colouring everything around you gold and yellow. The children go for one last dip in the sea not far from where the dolphins are playing and the giant turtles live. Oman is a country in the Middle East which has chosen to go its own way. You don't have the competitiveness of building the highest luxury skyscrapers or indoor ski slopes. Instead, they take pride in their local culture and have a great understanding of preserving nature, both on land and in sea. I always wanted to get a genuine taste of this particular part of the Arabian Peninsula, so I took my two boys, who are 7 and 10, to Muscat, and this is our story. For those of you listening to this on the Family Traveller website or on the Acast app, you'll be able to see some photos as well. Wow! There are parrots everywhere! In this episode, we will meet Scottish Heather, who lives in Muscat with her husband and three-year-old son. Covering up, that's a question I get asked on my blog very often. We will also hear from Francine, who lives across the border in Dubai and who puts together tailor-made holidays for families travelling to Oman. She will give us a few more tips. Going snorkelling, diving, they can even go parachuting, they can go water skiing. There's so much to do and to offer. The flight to Muscat is around seven hours. Uh, we flew with Oman Air from London, and for the Brits listening to this, it might be worth mentioning that Oman Air is also launching a daily flight from Manchester to Muscat um, on the 1st of May this year. 
Um, we stayed in a few different hotels at different locations and at varied price levels to get a real feel for the city and the surroundings. I wanted to start a holiday by exploring the city and not to get too comfortable by the poolside. So the first few nights we stayed at Ramada Hotel, which is located about 20 minutes away from the airport. It's in the heart of Muscat's diplomatic district and a couple of minutes away from the beautiful Kurum Beach. We then hired a small house in a fishing village um, where curious goats and donkeys poked their heads through the fence when we, when we ate local delicacies in a little local cafe. Afterwards, the friendly fishermen on the beach showed the boys how to repair the nets and it's, it just had a really lovely, genuine feel to it. The last nights, we splashed out and stayed in one of the most luxury hotels in the area. And apart from the fact that the ice cream on its own cost more than, than the whole budget spent at the fishing village... Um, I'm not too convinced that too many of the guests got a taste of what happened outside the the, um, hotel walls. So make sure you venture out, taste the local food, talk to the incredibly friendly locals and just take it all in. Travelling in Oman as a woman on my own with my two children was was never a problem. We ventured out to souks markets. You do notice that there are much fewer women about on the streets um, comparing to a, a Western society. But at no point did I feel unsafe. Um... I called a local Scottish expat called Heather Duncan. She's lived in Oman for four years and she blogs about her life at duncanadventures.com and I wanted to ask her about her everyday life in Oman and also get an answer to the most common question I received. Do you have to cover up? I've been living in Oman for just over four years now. Me and my husband are originally from Aberdeen in the north of Scotland and my husband was given an opportunity to live in the Sultanate of Oman And I just tagged along for the ride. And luckily for us, it has worked out to be an amazing adventure. And we haven't looked back since. Right. And you have your son, Spencer, with you, who's three years old. And he was born in Oman, if I'm right. He was born in Oman, yes. What's everyday like life? You mentioned to me earlier that your husband works abroad quite a lot. Yeah, myself and my son, Spencer, we live in Muscat, Oman. My husband, most of the time, he works in Dammam in Saudi Arabia. So he has to travel a lot for work. And he may be only in Oman for one week out of the month, leaving me to look after the house and look after the boy on my own. Um, But living here is amazing. Like, it's such a safe, happy place to bring up children. The healthcare is amazing. The schools are wonderful. You can really give your kids a good start to life, showing them different cultures, different nationalities. And I think that's going to make him a better person in the long run. Living in Muscat without my husband present all the time isn't as much as a problem as I thought it might have been in the start. Um, We live in a man's world over here. But slowly, as I grow my confidence in living here without him having to hold my hand all the time, I can get used to doing things on my own. Like I drive on my own. I do the shopping on my own. I pay the bills on my own. Like, I can do most things without a man. Do you always feel safe? Or or are there places you wouldn't go? Or places where you might not feel welcome as a woman? I would say I feel comfortable in about 99% of situations. I'm not exactly a shy person. So I would put myself in a situation that maybe other people wouldn't. But I've never felt um, threatened or unsafe by people. On the whole, when people greet me as a Western woman, they're very curious about why I'm in Oman. They want to know my story and they're very welcoming. They, they want you to come to their house. They want to drink tea with you. They want to give you dates. They want to know everything about your life. And I think that's really a wonderful way to be. 
because if the roles were reversed in Scotland, I don't know if I would be inviting people into my home for tea. And I guess there are also places in Britain where you probably wouldn't go. No, of course not. That's really interesting to hear. And how about covering up, which is the question that that most people have asked me on on my return. Did you have to cover up and what is it like as a woman walking down a normal street? Covering up, that's a question I get asked on my blog very often. And my answer is you can generally wear what you want as long as you're aware of the traditions and customs in this country. Like if you wear a strappy top, you're going to have to expect that people are going to leer at you. They're going to look at you because you're different. You don't look the same as them and they're not used to seeing women in this way. But if you dress a little bit more modestly, they're going to take you more seriously. They're going to speak to you with a bit more respect. So how you dress yourself is how you want other people to perceive you. And I think that's quite important. You don't want to go into somebody else's culture and just blatantly disregard it. They ask you to cover your shoulders, cover your thighs. It's not really that hard to do. If you want to show your own style in how you dress, you don't have to be so revealing. You can show your style in like earrings or jewellery without being too revealing and too in people's face. I think for the first maybe two years I was in Oman, I found it quite hard to know how to dress. So I would probably dress normally and then just put pashmina or a shawl over everything, everything. But now I've found like different ways to dress with like blazers and like um, light cover ups and like floaty skirts and stuff. So once you find your own style and you're comfortable with it, then you could be respectful and in the hotels it's bikinis and swimsuits just like normal I noticed so yeah of course there are places where you can wear bikinis and you can wear your short shorts and your little strappy tops and it's totally fine but they would be um, the international hotels and some of the nightclubs and stuff you learn where to wear the clothes you want like I wear some of the same clothes that I'd wear in the UK but there's a certain time and a place for them like if I was going to the mall where there's a lot of local people I wouldn't be wearing short shorts and a crop top. If you are to recommend some real favourite gems that are great for families when visiting Moscow, your friends and your family, where do they normally go? When my family come to visit, I take them all around town. They don't get a break because I want to show them everything that Oman has to offer because I think it's such a special country and there's so many things here that aren't in the tour books and that aren't on websites. So... I've found like some little gems I take them to, even if it's just a cute little coffee shop overlooking the seafront. It's special. It's not what they're used to. And the scenery is amazing and the people are amazing. So I take them there. I take them out for local shisha. We go for grilled meats. Uh, I had a friend visiting last week. So I took her for uh, Karak Chai, which is called like masala tea. It's uh, tea, hot milk, cardamom and some spices all mixed together. And she just thought it was the most amazing thing ever. She's never had tea with cardamom in it. So we just sat at night time and overlooked the beach. And she just thought Oman was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of this, Heather. And if you want to continue following your adventures in Oman, you can go to duncanadventures.com where you blog about you and your life out in Muscat. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Just like Heather mentioned, it's incredibly easy to get around by car in a country. The roads are really wide, the traffic's light, and the car rental and petrol cost very, very little. Um, Alternatively, you can, of course, also get taxis everywhere in Muscat. And Josh and Zach uh, learnt quite quickly the art of haggling. They first looked stunned when, when I refused to pay the price that the taxi driver requested. 
and then quite quickly got to grips with a friendly bargaining. Check this out. Seven make it three. Eight make it three. Eight make it four. All of the numbers up to nine make it three. Yeah. Now, let's hear from Francine McCarthy. She works for Light for Travel and she lives in Dubai, which is only a few hours away from, from Muscat. She's got a few tips to share. We go a lot to Oman, at least maybe once or twice a year, because it's just so close for us to reach uh, over the border. Whether you drive, it takes you five hours and you can access some places such as Kassab, Musandam and go on a Dao cruise, which is a boat cruise, and see out the dolphins. So you drive the day out on that boat and you were taken in a different world because it looks like a fjord and almost surreal when you see then dolphins jumping up. What really surprised me about Amman was that... Um... I imagined the roads to be quite small and crammed and really busy. Um, and I realized it was actually totally the opposite. It, it was really modern and wide roads. It cost a fraction to rent a car. And I guess driving around is really not a big problem yourself if you want to venture out. Yeah, we're always uh, driving with the car to Oman because you can explore the country better. If you have a four by four wheel, you can go up into the mountains. It's... Uh, a stunning landscape so whether you're on the coastline the roads are perfectly fine also if you don't have a 4x4 mm -hmm. but I would always recommend you have a 4x4 you could go to some of the wadis which are just water um, quells in the desert and it's uh, in, the, in the mountains so you you just drive up there to little villages or explore the country 4x4 is, is, is great. So many of our, our listeners have been to Dubai. In what way would you say uh, Oman differs from, from Dubai, for example? It's different to Dubai because it's got a long history. Like when Sultan Qaboos came to power, Oman has um, established themselves into being very liberal. They are allowed to vote after 2003. Um, the people are very happy, they're open, they welcome you, they greet you on the street, they have a little chat. Omanis are meant to be very friendly, open-hearted and uh, especially to visitors helpful if you would ever ask them to, to show you around. You mentioned the, the, um, the diving and the marine life earlier on. Tell me a little bit more about it because I happen to know that you're actually a, a diving instructor, aren't you? What's underneath the surface as well as above the surface? The reasons we always went to Oman was for the diving. So they have a completely intact underwater life and they have a great marine life they looked after. So not they have only dolphins and turtles, they also have great reefs and private islands, so unhabited islands. And all around these islands, you will find some great oh. fish life and, um, and corals, which are not destroyed or, or, or broken. So it's, it's absolutely, say, untouched in some places. And that's a great opportunity to discover new, new dive sites. If you go out on the boat, there are on every dive school, even around Muscat, there are even dive trips to special 
to special places, but it's always possible also on the Dominiat Islands that they can show you some new dive sites you have not even thought of. And that's always great to go to Oman and find new dive sites. Life of Travel offers, offers different types of tailor-made packages. What would you recommend for your various clients? So for children, for example, we've got a whole itinerary where from seeing the dolphins, exploring the turtle sanctuary uh, in Ras al-Rin, going up into the safari mountains and going even down again south to Salala. I mean, they these itineraries are tailor-made for children, especially for children to explore uh, Oman in, in different ways. So they're activity-based, such as being on the canoe, going snorkeling, diving. Um, they can even go parachuting. They can go water skiing. There's so much to do and to offer. So, sounds absolutely amazing. So um, thank you so much, Prasin, for um, giving us all these amazing pieces of advice. Um, just one last question. What is your absolute highlight, the sort of not to be missed for families traveling to Oman? To go definitely on the Dao cruise. Going through the fjords, seeing the dolphins jumping around and experiencing the the boat trip it's that's one of the highlights everybody should have should have done that was all for today my name is Linnea Wolfson I hope you got a few tips and ideas of what Oman is like and do try it out if you can it's a really really special place um, in our next episode we will get to grips with Mauritius and hear what it was like when family traveler magazine moved our staff to Mauritius for a few weeks I didn't get to go but I would love to hear more about Mauritius so make sure you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes of The Suitcase Dive. Stuck in England on a rainy November day Take me back home to the land where the bearbabs grow It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.